Factory back at you on another uh, Monday evening or Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on uh, when you're listening to this. Coming off uh, a busy, busy weekend in sports, awesome of which I saw none. <laughs> yeah, uh, because I was running around doing sports with with my own kids. Uh, Clausen yeah. here, Cook over there. Hello, uh, CNC Sports Factory. God, I love that uh, that that intro music, and you're it's gonna love important. this interview as well that we uh, that we uh, have lined up for yep. you. She she knows the game. She knows the fight game because, of course, on Saturday we had the Kentucky Derby going on. We had a little NHL playoff action earlier in the day. We had Game Seven between the Spurs and Clippers, and we and that was capped off by the uh, Manny Pacquiao Floyd Mayweather fight. I ha- I was in a bar for eight hours on Saturday. What time did you show up at the bar? Four twenty. Really, and you stuck around until well, you have to. You can't right. if you left the bar, then you let you you, you know you would your wristband you, you couldn't was get no back good in. anymore. Yeah, you couldn't get back in. But I mean, that I was very excited because May. It was the first time I went to a bar. Like, was that first time I went to a bar since what late nineties? Tyson and Holyfield. Sure. And that was did you came with you remember I, yeah you know, that we was Lloyd we Minster, were in Lloyd Minster and it was that's the fight that Tyson bowled, uh, bit off Holyfield's ear and we were just yeah. like. Whoa! It was crazy. I can't believe that didn't turn us into huge boxing fans, uh, but somehow it did not. Uh, I did not see the fight, although I, I thought right. about purchasing it on pay-per-view when I oh. saw that there was all kinds of delay yeah. in getting into it because they, they yeah. had problems with the pay-per-view. Um, I, I also did not see any of the basketball, but it sounds like the end of the Clippers first. And uh, you know what? I, no one is happier than me Chris to Paul. see the Spurs Gone. go down. Finally. The most boring juggernaut in oh, sports, perhaps terrible. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll touch on all of that. Uh, yeah. Brandon Prust had some choice words for uh, referee, yeah, and for the, the referee <laughs> had some choice words for, for him. Brandon Prust. We'll discuss that. We'll talk yeah. about the World Hockey Championships and in you heard about that. Yeah, some of the most uh, unbelievable audio from from baseball oh, that you really? have. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. so good. It brings and a big breakup. We got a big break. Homerism to, talk about to a whole well. new level. Oh yeah, that that yeah. that's right. Uh, but that's first, right. let's get to uh, the marquee, uh, the main event mm-hmm. of uh, of CNC Sports Factory this yeah. week. Uh, our conversation with uh, the uh, promoter of KO Boxing from KOBoxingCanada.com, dot com, yep. Mel Lubavac on Mayweather and Pacquiao. Hey, thanks for joining us uh, tonight on CNC Sports Factory. This is uh, Melanie Lubavac. Is it Lubavac or Lubavac? Well, it depends, I guess, if you're in Europe or here. Right, right. So. Yes, that's right. And, and she runs uh, KO Boxing pro, uh, Promotions here in town. So she knows the fight game very, very well. And uh, now, first of all, Mel, you were supposed to go down for the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, but uh, you, you, you couldn't make it. And now, were you glad about that or were you frustrated that you couldn't get down for that? For the actual fight, I'm kind of glad that I didn't end up going. The atmosphere and the environment there that, you know, the people and obviously every celebrity known to man was there. Mm-hmm. So that probably still would have been fun. But, I mean, it saved me about 10 G. So <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't go. So. At least 10, like it had to have yeah. cost at least 10 grand. Like those couldn't yeah. have even been good, good tickets, Mel. Well, I think. Like I'm hearing 350. Well, no, they started off at fifteen hundred. It was on the aftermarket where they started going up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right, the actual right. tickets were running from fifteen hundred and up. Do you think uh, everybody looked at this fight, Mel, and they thought, you know, this could be, this is the fight that gets boxing back on the map? Um, but you look at some of the tweets from like, uh, you know, uh, giant figures in this sport, like Oscar De La Hoya, some of the tweets he was sending out, like one right here at ten forty eight, he was saying, "Sorry, boxing fans." Uh, call me old school, but I like the fans getting their money's worth by watching an action-packed fight. Um, and then he goes on, you know, I, I'm just not into the boxing running style. I like jumping out of my seat because a fight was exciting and the fans got their money's worth. I mean, what, did, you, did you think this fight helped or hurts boxing? It hurt boxing, I think so anyway. I mean, definitely for being a boxing promoter, and, and I was excited for the fight, especially when they finally did announce it. Granted, five years ago probably would have been a better fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was hoping, just because every single person 
was either going to watch it, renting it. Um, you know, I know some of my girlfriends that the only reason they watch boxing is if they come to one of my events and know one of the fighters. Yeah. They were wanting to go watch it, and they are not even interested in it. There were so many people that wanted to see it all over the world. And I, and definitely, if you looked on social media, especially because a lot of the people that I have on there are boxing people, that's all that was talked about for the last two months. It was almost like a countdown. I was waiting for it. Everyone was waiting for it, and it was a letdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it sounds like people, not just boxing people, but the casual fan uh, was maybe the one who went in thinking Floyd Mayweather was was a knockout machine and maybe expecting more out of Floyd Mayweather than, than what Floyd Mayweather does as a boxer, right? I mean, uh, you talk to people who, who know boxing and who have watched Mayweather fights, and they Mayweather kind of fought his fight, didn't he? Should we not well, have no, expected this? He did. He did. And the thing is, don't get get me wrong. I mean, Floyd is a master at what he does. He knows exactly what that fighter is going to do because right. he knows their style and he knows where to move and how and exactly when to throw his punch back or jab or anything like that. He is good at what he does. And I mean, you can't expect much more from him any of his fights because that's what he's done for the past 40-some fights. Yeah, he's not going to change so, his style. He's not going to change his stuff. Where you're trying to think that it was going to be different and hoping it was going to be different was Manny Pacquiao coming in there and completely putting pressure on him. Mm. And Floyd doesn't like pressure. So that's why you kind of thought, okay, this could be a great fight because he's going to actually have to fight back if Manny puts that pressure on him. But he didn't. So was he just unable to or or did Manny just take a payday? It might have been a bad fight plan by Freddie Roach. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, Freddie kept saying you know, our plan, our plan, our plan. But he went in there and completely they went in and fell into Floyd's plan because mm-hmm. Floyd did it exactly the way he wanted to do it. And and Manny's fight, I don't know if they had a different plan and he just didn't follow through on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm hearing excuses that he had a shoulder issue now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes guys do that and after the fight is done – Granted, it could have actually been a shoulder issue, and if it is, it's, I mean, good on him to even still fight. Obviously, you couldn't let down the amount of hype and people that were there for that fight, so it's a little bit difficult to say, hey, can we postpone this until September? Um, But... I just I I don't think that they had a good plan, or either it just didn't follow through on it. And and, and, and the undercard, uh, and granted, I was in a, a big giant bar here in Edmonton, so I wasn't paying too much attention uh, to the undercard. But was the undercard were those bouts any good? They were okay. Um, yeah. The the guy on the on the first one, the Ukrainian guy, um, Vasil. Mm-hmm. That's someone that I think you need to watch for in the future. He is four and one at the moment. He has 390 some amateur fights with one loss, I believe. The guy, I mean, he has a title at four and one, and, and that doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still building your record at that time before anyone even notices you. Mm-hmm. Um, top rank, on the other hand, has already signed him, so obviously they see something in him. I think with a little bit of power to him, start working on his strength, he could he could become something. Uh, that people are going to have to watch for. But the fights itself, I just found the entire card was blah to me. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I was disappointed. Yeah. Definitely disappointed. And, you know, the the first fight with uh, Mayweather Maidana, now, I enjoyed that one way more. I definitely made sure to go down there for the second, for the rematch. Um, but, yeah, it, I just expected more from Manny, I guess. And I was pulling for Manny, too to be honest with you. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. And then what, what do you think of Mayweather's decision here? Now, he's going to give up his belts. He's going to give up his belts, and a lot, of the, a lot of people in boxing are suggesting this is going to potentially change the sport drastically. Uh, and now I don't really know what I'm asking right now because I, I don't know. I really <laughs> no, don't yeah. know uh, what it what it means to boxing. But he's going to give up his world titles before his 49th and allegedly the final fight of his career, which uh, is obviously going to be very upsetting to the world governing bodies of boxing because then he doesn't have to pay his sanctioning fees. Now, that's part of it. Now, the, the in some of the reports that we're seeing here, that uh, what what Mayweather is really doing, and he's helping his uh, his his own promoter here, Al Heyman, uh, that they want to basically create a new power base 
and that it would be well, called. Do you know what I'm talking about here? This yeah, okay. yeah. premier I, I boxing champions. Yeah. I didn't hear that he was going to give us the belts before his last fight. I didn't hear that. Okay. But um, I mean, if he retires, obviously he has to give up the belts, belts, and then they become vacant and people right. fight for that belt. But I know Al Heyman is his manager, or not necessarily manager, advisor. I believe it is. Mm-hmm. But Al Heyman is becoming a promoter as well, obviously on the. CBS or NBC, whatever it is. Right, yeah, they're bringing it, instead of pay-per-view, it'll be free-to-air boxing. Right, well, what he wants to do, yes, Heyman wants to have his own type of belts. He wants to do pretty much what MMA does. So, for instance, with MMA, everyone has their own world title. Right, uh, yeah. The UFC has its own world title. Um, Whatever, Pride before had its own... uh, world title in Edmonton MFC had its own world title so everyone has their own world title I don't believe in that you I like don't. you like the WBA WBC WBO well, yeah, the... because you're actually being ranked across the world with everyone you're not your world title holder in your organization right right so but, I wh- mean that's the thing like Jelena in our city she's a world title holder against every single female in the world in her weight class, mm-hmm. not just in Edmonton or on my card, Right. So, where but, I think it's ridiculous. But uh, some people would say, well, maybe this kind of helps uh, unifying all the federations and the different governing bodies, but but uh, but then they would be controlled by one. He's got to have enough he, power, right? Right. He would, have, he would be the, uh, the ultimate power broker. But what, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, that's been the thing that everybody's been saying for years in boxing is, like, you have to make it more standardized or fewer belts or fewer federations so then you can have more fighters under the different does that make any sense well i mean there are plenty of titles sanctioning bodies out there yeah but there's only certain ones that you would say are recognized and respected mm-hmm. so you know if you hear someone has this blah 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 title i can't even name which ones now you're kind of like oh, okay whatever but it puts them kind of in a ranking for these other titles so mm-hmm. for the wbc and wba which are the most recognized ones and um i just think doing it the other way you're you're doing your own and maybe he's trying to save on sanctioning fees <laughs> well for sure you yeah you don't have to pay yourself anything yeah. um but i i don't I don't necessarily agree with it. I know that the last couple fights that he has had live on, on NBC or CBS or whatever, um, he doesn't even allow the sanctioning body to give the title or the belts in the ring. They have to do it in the dressing room mm-hmm. do you, because he does not want people to see that. He wants to be able to change things. I don't necessarily agree with everything that Al Heyman is doing, but mm-hmm. it seems like he's taking over with management. And I know he's having some issues right now with uh, the Boxing Federation or World Boxing Federation for the sense of um, being a manager slash promoter, which is, it's called the Muhammad Ali Act. Right, where right. You can't Where you can't be both. Yeah. So this, this, this could be trouble for boxing, though, if he gets his way. Um, it, it could. It just mm. really depends on how you look at boxing. Maybe he's trying to follow the way of MMA because he thinks that's, you know, the new way of doing things and the younger generation, right. possibly. Um, I think if you're an old school boxer and believe in the way that boxing was done, you'll yeah. probably still do with, with the WBC, the WBA, and be known to be recognized around the world. Is I've it... gone to these conventions. I mean, everybody who's anybody in boxing is there. Those people are the ones that have held these titles. And you know they were true world title holders, such as Sugar Ray Leonard and, um, you know, Tommy Hearns and things like that. Those are Mike Tyson. Like, how can you say that that they weren't real world title holders? Yeah. They, they fought everybody in the world and anyone that was anybody, right? Does this it, it potentially bring more eyeballs to boxing, though? Putting it, it taking it off exclusively pay per view and putting it back into like I, I remember being a kid, right? And my my uncle Bob would watch boxing, and that was sort of my only exposure to boxing. Uh, and I, I mean, if he if he wasn't able to just sit down in front of a TV and watch and watch a fight, does this potentially? increase interest in the sport again? I think it possibly could because it's going to bring more people to see it as long as the fights are actually worth watching. Right. Mm-hmm. As long okay. as he's putting fights that are worth watching, people are going to get interested in it and it's going to be more mainstream where you're just flipping through on um, CBS or NBC or ABC or whoever decides to start picking it up and people are going to see it and, and watch it. You know, anyone that's kind of somewhat of a fight fan and it, 
you have someone in your house that may not necessarily watch it. Oh, okay, start watching it, become more of a boxing fan. I think putting it on mainstream television, on cable, yeah, I think that's a great, great mm-hmm. idea because people are going to get more interested in it. It just really depends on what kind of matches he puts together. And I know for a fact, just because I've had matchmakers call me for certain fighters that I have or have contact with to say, oh, would this person fight whatever? Well, it turns out, yeah, they accept it, but then Heyman decides, oh, no, I don't want that fight because he thinks it might be too close of a fight. So if you start doing those kind of things, I mean, every promoter is going to watch for their own fighter, but you kind of have to let them go. And that's the problem where it's going to be with the titles because he's going to pretty much say, this person can fight this person for a title. It's not going to be a legit title, I don't think. Right. And when, if Mayweather's last fight is indeed uh, this upcoming September, um, how big of a void is that for the sport in general? Just Mayweather going, going away? Um, you know, there are some up-and-coming guys that will be are starting to get known and people are starting to love, like Triple G, um, Gennady Golovkin. Okay. Do you know who he is? No. <laughs> I, I, all see, I've, that's all I've heard that, that, is Triple G yeah. thrown around the last couple of days, that, okay. that this is okay. the next guy. Triple, yeah. yeah, Triple G, I think he is the next person. You know, people love him, his style. Um, he just goes in there and has knocked everybody out. 30-some 30 mm. fight, fights, I believe, everything's been a knockout. Um, I think he is the next person to watch. The only difference is he's not as outspoken. He's from, from Russia or actually Kazakhstan wherever Borat was. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, The English isn't there, so he's not being the cocky Mayweather. Now, with Mayweather, because of the way that he is, you either love him, hate him, or love to hate him. Yeah, but he's a star. Regardless, he's a star. Exactly. But, you know, as as long as you you are fighting and knocking people out, people are going to like you. I mean, Tyson just started knocking people out. People started loving him. Not that Tyson was the most personable person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. He is now, though. Man, yeah, I love listening to that guy talk now. He's like the Charles I, Barkley of the boxing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Tyson. That's what made me love boxing was being a child with, you know, my first fight ever was watching on satellite with Mike Tyson. And I was like, I love boxing. Yeah. And I, yeah. yeah. How did you get involved in, in promoting boxing, Mel? Um, well, actually... My dad has been training and promoting and managing for years. And um, so it was always in the house. Always, always, always. Everything was boxing. It was always on. And like I said, watching, he would put satellite on and it was Mike Tyson. I Mm -hmm. fell in love with that. Um, Once I started getting a little older and it was pay-per-view all the time, I was maybe 14, 15, 16. Dad would sneak me into the bars with him and his (laughs) friends to go watch it on pay-per-view. And, you know, uh, I was in university pre-law and I was I started working for my dad between the April to September summer vacation and when he said okay how much is tuition this year I said oh I'm not going back I'm staying here with you (laughs) he was very mad at me I mean everyone in the office (laughs) kind of decided they were going to take the lunch break when he was yelling at me (laughs) but (laughs) um you know, I think he's forgiven me after so many years now that I've taken over myself and and have been doing it myself and He's okay, I think now, but yeah. it still bothers him in a sense. But I've, yeah, I've taken it over, and he still trains the fighters, and still comes into the office every once in a while to check up and see what I'm doing. But right, and is it was it tough, or has it been tough being a female promoter in the game? Mm, yeah, it was at it was at first, especially you know you call somebody. Um, either a matchmaker or somebody else looking for a fighter or manager. And they almost think like it's, oh, it's the secretary or receptionist calling me. Wow. And then, you know, they'll call back or, you know, you, you leave an email to, or send them an email or leave them a message on Facebook and not necessarily that they see my picture or something like that. So they see Mel thinking it's a male. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they'll be like, hi, sir. Or they'll call and be like, can I speak to Mel speaking? No, Mel, you know, he sent me. I'm like, no, that would be me. <laughs> so it, it was kind of difficult at first. And yeah. I even know with the WBC, um, because a lot of it was done through email, a lot of them thought I was a male. And then when they met me, ones that knew I was a female didn't realize I was as young as I was. So um, at first it was hard. But, you know, with female boxing around and stuff, I think they're starting to realize that there are more females getting involved. I mean, even at my events, a lot more females come out to watch it as well. So, 
Well, Jelena's going to help out with that as well, right? Um, I think so. You know, females are, are starting to like that, so maybe they come out to see her first. So let's see this chick fight. And then, you know, they're like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's a little bit not what they expected for a female fight. And they decide to start liking it altogether. But I know a lot of people that um, buy tickets or buy tables to our events, they're starting to bring their wives and girlfriends because they're interested in watching it too. Hey, yep. speaking of buying tickets to your events, uh, next one is June 12th. Is that right? Shaw Conference Center? Okay, uh, tell us a little bit about that card quickly. Um, well, right now I'm just kind of working out all the little bugs. I'm a little behind on okay. this one. <laughs> um, but uh, we have about eight fights, which is a lot for boxing. Mm-hmm. But um, it's going to be a full card, and uh, June 12th at the Shaw Conference Center. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster. Um, we do have tables available. Those are, those are available through um, Kill Boxing's office. And it's, you know, we're, we're, we're building a whole bunch of new guys and stuff, trying to make them the next main event, next Jelena. And Jelena, we're trying to send off to different countries to fight now. So, Yeah, she's off in Germany right now, right? She, yeah, she's leaving actually today to Germany from Las Vegas. She was there for the fight. Yeah. And she's going for the Felix Strum fight down there, so... That's great. Well, I mean, uh, th- hey, you know what, Mel? Thanks so much for joining us and yep. shedding some light on that whole uh, belt unification. We, we took you down a rabbit hole that you yeah. probably weren't expecting to go down uh, <laughs> no on, the heels, on the heels no of Mayweather Pacquiao. Anytime, anytime radio on the phone, I can do it. No problem. Cameras, then all of a sudden I start. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. You phone, do just I'm fine. <laughs> you do just fine. Hey, thanks so much. That is uh, no Mel Lubavitch with uh, KO Boxing Promotions. And you can go to KOBoxingCanada.com if you want to find out more, get tickets to that uh, June 12th event at the Shaw yeah. Conference Center. So there you go. There's uh, the expert's take on the uh, the incident we saw in the... Uh, Everybody's disappointed, right? Yeah, in, yeah. In, in in what went down. The except boxing for, people, uh, the non-boxing people. The, except I, for P. Diddy because he won 250000 off Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Did Mark really? Wahlberg bet. That's right. Yeah, they were part of the promotions. Quarter mill. Um, Unpack, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I liked going to the bar and watching a boxing fight just because it was so different. We haven't done that, and I hadn't done that in so long. It was actually a fight that was relevant, and I, I do like boxing, and I like a good fight, mm-hmm. but you cannot you cannot um, frown upon Mayweather's performance because that's always what he's done, and that's what Mel even you know alluded to is that he's almost impossible to hit. You can't be 48 no or whatever he is, and have virtually no cuts on his face. I mean, you look at his face, yeah. he looks like he's pretty much unscathed. So people that were frustrated, they wanted to see a throwdown, uh, you know, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't like Arturo Gotti versus Mickey Ward. It w- that was never going to happen. So at some point, you just have to Listen appreciate to you. what you sound Mayweather like Max do. Kellerman there. What? Arturo have you Gotti seen, versus... Have you, have you no, seen those? No. Oh, dude, you should watch those trilogies. They sent each other to the hospital. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't as uh, entertaining, but at the same time, it was an excuse to go to the bar. Um, and and watch a fight in the buildup, but did you okay. see? I did. I no. Well, I saw none of this. Okay. I I debated okay. uh, whether or not when when it was delayed. What should I just spring for the the pay per view and just watch it at home? Good and then, and then didn't, we then. didn't. Yeah, uh, and I was happy didn't. that that yeah. we didn't, given the results and what what I hear of that. Yeah. But uh, I'm hearing today yeah. a lot of um, what was up with Tom Brady? Yeah. Um, and he looked what, out of it. He looked, something was up there. He looked foggy was or not into it. A little or, bit of makeup, maybe? <laughs> oh, I never heard that. Jimmy Kimmel coming out with the Justin Bieber hat because, you know, for one of Mayweather's fights, Justin Bieber came out with that stupid run DMC hat on. So then Jimmy Kimmel came out with Manny Pacquiao's entourage, oh. and he was wearing the Justin Bieber hat and the chains. That was kind of funny. Okay. Um, and and well, then the, what's what, what happened with the anthem? Okay. Yeah, we got to cue that up. Jamie Foxx, don't know why... He did it, but of course he was in that movie Ray, based right. on Ray Charles. Yeah, and he can sing. Yeah, right. He was Jamie Foxx can sing. He can sing, but he got a can little I bit be too your tennis ball. <laughs> tennis ball. He got a little bit too soulful and smack me up against the wall. <laughs> and he started to ad lib a bit too much with uh, the anthem, and that gets people pissed off. Maddie, do we have that clip? Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad
God stripes and bright stars through the perilous fire or the rain. All right, cut, oh, yeah. cut it. I oh, can't. Yeah. I can't listen to any yeah. more of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Jamie Foxx or Carl Lewis? Yeah. Oh no, Carl Lewis is Carl by Lewis far is, was, the was worst worse, of all right? time. But Jamie Foxx, uh, uh, like the organ too, like uh, it just didn't. It was like a, I think they were going. For, he was going for like a gospel kind of a feel. Yeah, and it, it just did, didn't the organ jive. didn't. F- it, it was like the organ was playing one version yes, and he yes, was singing yes, a different version. All, he was all over the place. It was messy, man. I mean, that got he he was getting booed at the bar in Edmonton. S- someone tweeted. <laughs> and I only saw it because I got retweeted a million times. Someone right. tweeted, the real fight tonight was between Jamie Foxx and the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nothing better, uh, there's nothing better than a Which bad was anthem, not though. the best tweet of the night. Oh. The tweet of the night comes courtesy the man who sits across the table from me right now. Oh, my goodness. Adam Cook CT, at Adam Cook CTV, yeah. who sends out a tweet. Uh, with a picture of, I don't even know who it was, from Floyd Mayweather's camp. He's wearing a Gatsby cap, and he's got pins all over it. And Cook, your tweet read... I said, uh, uh, the cut man in Mayweather's corner has been to every single briar since 1979. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like a curling fan. He really, really did. No one has that many pins unless you've been to the briar. And why does Mayweather have a cut man? Nobody, he never gets cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. pretty good. Well, that's why that guy's been to so many briars. He's not busy. He's got time <laughs> to just go check out some curling. Yeah. Uh, yes, tweet of the fight. I, I thought, I considered for a while trying to send out a tweet uh, about Mayweather and Mayweather. Uh, oh. But I, I thought I thought better of, of trying to You didn't to want to get into that? You no, didn't want to dive into that? Want, I didn't want to go down <laughs> that road. Uh, okay, so uh, any f- closing thoughts? Before we move on on the fight, I I just I I, I guess I'm just like everybody else. I was just kind of disappointed. I mean, like like I said, I like boxing. I like mm. to watch boxing. Sure. I I just thought it was a great opportunity for the sport to to really gain some traction here, or or at least reestablish itself. Um, and it, that fight did absolutely nothing for the sport at all. And it's you know. So will it, you it watch another? Will you go to the next big pay per view? Who? Wow, that, I don't even know who. Okay. I really there's literally nobody out there right now that I know of, uh, and that's not to say that there's not you know great exciting fighters out there, but there's nobody with the profile of a Manny Pacquiao or a Floyd Mayweather right now that would I would I would consider going to a bar and sitting there for you know four hours or eight hours or whatever it is or right. paying money on pay per view to watch them. I think those days are gone. I think those days are. Gone. I think they're almost gone for the UFC too. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't I mean, know what the rating, numbers are like. Their for, ratings are for not UFC. good. They've been they've been dipping down recently here. And I mean, GSP, he's great and all, yeah. but really, like when you watch him fight, you like he, he does a lot of grappling and stuff. It's not it's not the most exciting stuff. I think he's getting know. old, isn't he? Oh, sure, he is. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, he the jujitsu. It's like the grappling and everything. It's like, all right, enough already. Kick somebody mm. in the head. Come on, let's go. Anyways, that's that's not very considerate of you in <laughs> this not. new era of. Head injuries, but boxing and UFC has never been—it's uh, never been a uh, uh, an area for political correctness. <laughs> the ring girls, hey Maddie, that's, Maddie, Maddie, that's Maddie probably true. Uh, the, I'll tell you, <laughs> boxing has really picked up the ring girls. Did you notice that they're like on UFC girls? Uh, they're on that level now. Well, I don't know what the level was before. Uh, well, this they weren't that good fight. looking. Yeah, right. So he, well, didn't, didn't they look like UFC girls to you, except for the blonde one with all the makeup? <laughs> but everybody else was. Uh, Smoke show, really? Oh, smoke show. Were they not before? Is that not the I whole idea? They're they were okay. Supposed to be in yeah. there good luck. No, but listen, if you're a ring girl in the UFC, they're, 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 who's the girl? Adriana something. She's like a model now. She's in Maxim magazine. Some of the UFC girls do Maxim spreads. Like there's still in... magazines out there. Okay, all right. <laughs> Moving on to second block here. Ah. <laughs> uh, the hope I do. Read, for, <laughs> I still read magazines. That's right. Yeah, you know what? I uh, I read a magazine when I was on the beach. Yeah, it's much better it's nice. than reading it on your what, iPad. I, I'm gonna take my iPad to the no, beach. No, no. I, 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 yeah, I no. like I like the magazines. Um, <laughs> There's other things uh, I watch in the iPad. Hopes, uh, hopes for <laughs> 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 that used to come in magazine form. Sure. Hopes for a Canadian Stanley oh, Cup. Oh man. 
Not looking good now, is no. it? No. Flames down, 0-2. Habs down, 0-2. What is more surprising? Well, it's got Oh, be. no. The Habs down, yeah. 0-2, I think, is, yeah. is more surprising. Although, only I would say only marginally. Because mm. we knew this going in, that they can't beat Tampa Bay. Well, they couldn't during the regular season, 0-5. No. Absolutely. But... Who knew Ben Bishop was going to be this much of a factor? I mean, you play a net. The guy's six foot seven. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm five seven. He's a foot taller <laughs> I than I am. But I think the problem is with the Habs. Well, they they can't score. The power no. play stinks right now. Yeah. And Bishop, well, boy, he he he's really impressed me. You know, in the first couple of rounds, um, he's been very very good. And remember, Stamkos has only scored once so far uh, for Tampa Bay in mm-hmm. the entire playoffs. So two rounds so far. Um, but Ben Bishop's been the difference. The Habs can't score. And the thing is, they don't really have a big body up front that they can get in the way. Like Brendan Gallagher going to the front of the net. The guy's like five foot six or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ben Bishop's six foot seven. He just pops his head up like a big old giraffe and, and sees everything coming to him. Sure. Gary Price is the best goalie in the world. Uh, but he can't but, score. Uh, he can't score. And, and I really thought that would be the difference. I thought Gary Price would bail out the Habs again. I thought they would bail them out again. I thought he would bail them out again, and now I've got like some real second thought. I don't know what you thought about that series. So do they need to go to uh, go back and study what Detroit did in the first round to try and to, slow uh, down Tampa Bay? Yeah, probably. Although, I mean, I mean, game one and game two were completely different, yeah. right? I mean, game yeah. one, the puck bounces slightly differently, and this yeah. is a 1-1 series instead yeah. of, right? You, you lose I, I mean, in double overtime. I, but to lose 6-2 at home. Yeah, that's terrible. To lose 6-2 at home and go down 0-2 back to Tampa Bay. You can't, no. you can't after losing the no. first game. And the power play is so bad right now. But I, I just never knew that Ben Bishop was this good. I never knew he was that good. I, he's a big guy, but you would think the Habs would find out a way to get, move him laterally, right? There's got to be those quick passes in tight where you can kind of move him laterally a little bit. But, man, he, he's just so quick. He's just so – and I never knew that about him, um, you know, before this year. I didn't know he was this good. We'll see what happens. But Calgary being down 0-2 to Anaheim, that is not a surprise at yeah. all. Maybe this is his coming out party. Are the Habs done? Bishops. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they, they might win one. Yeah. But they they're not coming back to win this series. I don't think there's, they're done yet. I think I think I I see that one going six. I think the Flames are in big time big time problems. Well, the Flames are done. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Flames are done. Anaheim's just a the super are powerhouse done. team right now. Yep. Um, now the the Brandon Preston. Oh, sorry. Just back to the yeah, Habs yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that? What did you make of him? I don't know why going public with what the yeah, referee I, said to him. I think we almost everybody that I've heard discuss this is on the same page that you don't do that going public you mean yeah there's no what I about mean, the ref but i mean the, that's there's no i i don't know why as i'm watching it i'm thinking why are you goading this guy on like why are why don't you just shut up and Who let pressed? him skip no the ref the why ref. is he oh, saying yeah. anything no no that's what him. i'm saying i'm i'm i i, I, I think the ref should be better than this Yes. I don't think that he should. If it's if, like if he you, said what's I mean, and it sounds like I mean, the league is looking into. Well, they are looking into it. Uh, Coley Campbell says they are looking into this matter. And I mean, uh, Kerry Fraser, longtime referee. He was uh, he officiated like, geez, whatever, 1900 games in the regular season, almost, you know, 261 playoff games or something like that. And he basically said that um, uh, what's the end game to all of this? Uh, the game, the end game is, is he questioned the integrity of an official and that's not a win. There's not a win in that. So he's basically saying that Brandon Press has basically screwed himself in the Habs now because there will be some sort of a vengeful call coming towards Prust in the Habs. Which is even worse. So yeah. now you're going to admit that refs are making vengeful right. calls? Right. And I mean, everybody's going to say Brandon Prust, yeah, he threw his elbow pad into the bench. Um, he he went after Bishop again, and they they now been nobody go- looks good in this. No, You're right. No. I mean, nobody looks good. But I don't know why there's any why there why the ref is saying anything. Right, right. And just in case everybody was asking, I mean, this is the, during the six two loss in game two last night. Uh, so the Habs forward Brandon Press that is he finished the game with 31 penalty minutes, was ejected with two minutes remaining in the third for tripping goalie Ben Bishop, and then fighting Braden Coburn. Uh, there was a double minor. And you received in the first one for roughing and then one for unsportsmanlike conics. And then he says, This is Press. I thought the original call was kind of soft, and I let the ref know it on the way to the penalty box. Press said of the referee Watson. 
And then he goes, he kept provoking me. He came to the box and called me every name in the book. He called me a piece of, you know what, a mother effer, coward. He said he'd drive me right out of this building. And I, and I kept going, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And, but it sounds like, holy crap, this is a side of refereeing that I guess it, I, I mean, I'm not comparing I'm not, it surprised? to parenting. Are you surprised? I'm not comparing it to parenting. But right. if your kid is being a little bit lippy, yeah. you can't fly off the handle. You're in a position of authority. Yeah. And as a referee, you are in a position of authority. Sure. You cannot... He, he's not defusing the situation yeah. at all yeah. by making any comments. Yeah. Let him skate to the box. Say nothing to him. Yeah. You gain nothing... Aside from maybe in the moment feeling better because you got to tell him off, yeah. But that no, you don't gain anything right. by telling him off. I remember, I remember watching one of those uh, HBO twenty four seven about the NHL, right? Yeah. And there was a few clips, Road to the Winter Classic or whatever, and I heard that was the first time I, had, you know, the the mics are live obviously, and, and the referees are mic'd up, and you, and I heard a referee beaking at a few guys, you know, get up that or whatever that that pussy ass shit or something like that, mm-hmm. and they beeped him out. And I was kind of shocked. I was actually kind of shocked. And maybe I'm just naive, but I mean, I I was like, wow, they talk to them like that. I mean, these are like millionaire athletes and all the rest of it. And like, and they're totally right because I mean, some of these players, you know, act like dorks. Well, then, but right, like you were saying. So maybe this is something that is far more common than we realize. Well, and Brandon Prust has crossed the line and is has has outed every referee and player. Mm. Uh, relationship mm-hmm. that that allows this to go on. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, you know. Well, I mean, and here's a just a footnote to if it, your point. If, as a referee, are you not trying to defuse that situation as yeah. you're skating to the penalty box? Yeah. It's Why are you trying you know, to escalate it? Yeah. Well, in 2011, the playoffs here, the Vancouver Canucks in Nashville. Alexander Burroughs, uh, he got into it with uh, referee Stefano J. He made it. Uh, Burroughs said he made it personal. And had told Bros in the pregame warm-up that he would get him back because in the previous game, uh, I think it was OJ accused Burroughs dove and basically there was a call. OJ made a call and then he looked at the replay and he and, he made him look bad. In the bad. next game he right. said, I'll, I'll watch out. I'm going to get you. Yeah. But it's uh, it's an interesting uh, caveat to the playoffs and... Um, it doesn't look good on the refs. I know, and I, I certainly don't like the fact that refs are coming out now and saying. I mean, if that's if Kerry Fraser is Fraser's saying basically that saying, they're going to get a make good call on this because the guy came out and 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 spoke publicly on it. Yeah, uh, that's. He's, <laughs> I don't know. We're going down a road that I don't think sports wants to go down. Kerry Fraser quote: Brandon Press has engaged himself in something that's going to take him into an area where he doesn't want to be part of because officials are human and they're part of a team too. If you look at the team concept from a hockey player's perspective, they stand up for their teammates. Same goes for officials. That's crap. Listen, you, you know should what? Be better. These than guys that. are supposed to be like uh, senators. Yeah. Okay. Where where we can trust them and they're not. Misusing, you're not supposed to lose your shit if you're a referee. Oh, (laughs) I I like it. Eventually, though, it's there's going to be an occasional. This has happened before. It's just never been a story before, right? Because guy doesn't talk publicly, right? So, and I'm sure a ref at some point has made a makeup call for something else that has happened with with some. Oh, absolutely. now you got everybody but, gonna make a big deal about this. No, but Matt, you didn't I expect I, that this was what was already happening. But I think the point is he went back to the box and he was jawing at him, like it went oh, on right. for a while. That part, but the idea of Kerry Fraser saying the refs are a group and, and they're they're gonna stand together and they're gonna. This I don't happened. like it. Guaranteed, this has happened not just in this sport. Maybe it's it has, but other sports. I'm, but it's not but good. That's not it. right though. That because it happens. Nature, does it's, it's. I'm not gonna dispute the fact that. Next time there is a close call, one way or the other, they're going to lean away from Brandon Prost for a little bit here. Sure, I'm human nature. Th- it's human nature. That's, that's what you're saying. I I, yeah. Now I, they and they probably will. I'm, right. But I don't and, think that's right. But here, here's but the thing: how, how do you how do you fight that? I'll tell you how you, how fight, fight, that you know how you fight that. Maddie, it's a split second. Here's how you fight that: you let the referees talk after the games. If there's a media request, oh no, I, they should talk. They should do that. If they, they if you're baseball. gonna do that, if there's a questionable call. They gotta come out and answer sure. For sure. If you're jawing at a player in a penalty box, and then basically you've got your colleagues saying there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be payback for that or whatever, whatever's going down, then I think the NHL should make these guys. You can uh, you can go talk to them after the game. 
But it, it's, it's, it's even just subliminally. They, they yeah. may not mean to make the call against Prust. Mm-hmm. But in that split second when sure. something happens, they're going to end a close call. I'm not saying an obvious But it's one, not good. They're going to go the other way. And yeah, that's, I, it's yeah. not good. But it's that's that... just human nature. And how do you fight that? You can't. Well, It's just not going to happen. And then going out of the media, Brandon Prust really messed up there because now it's, it's out there for all the refs to know about. Is there a pro sport where you can clip up? Well, baseball. You can do it in baseball, right? You, you can, you can talk, talk to, to an ump. umpire after they a game. That, I believe they have a pool reporter after the game that goes and that talks goes with in. The ump. And that happened a few times at Rexall. I remember that Maddie's gone in to talk to a referee. I can't remember the thing. I I, I think it w- it might have been Mick Magoo when uh, McTavish got the big ten thousand dollars fine. You're talking John Matheson. Jim Matheson. Did I say J- Jim? You, no, John? you just said Ma- Maddie. Maddie. Sorry, Jim Matheson. And we got Maddie sitting journal. on the yeah. other side oh, of the. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that happened, but I, I I haven't been around that much. But anyways, that would that would be a great. I would love that. If they can, uh, if we can clip up a referee, you go to that referee and you say, "Hey, man, what did you say to Prust when he was in when he was in the box?" Woo-hoo. Then that would that would potentially change. Um, I don't know if it's that much of an issue, but I I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm with I'm I'm with you. We're firmly, staunchly against. Uh, oh, Maddie. Wanak on the other side of the glass. World uh, Hockey Championships, yeah, Canada three and zero, baby. Do you care? No, not at all. No, don't care. No. Maddie, do you care? World uh, Hockey Championship. I care the fact that I got today and I get Wednesday off because we're carrying it on the stage, <laughs> <laughs> and it's during my time. Frame, you know but. what? That has I. I have actually listened to some of the games on the radio because. Uh, and, and that's the only way that I know that the World Hockey Championships is even on is sure. is that they're on sure. they're on the radio. So I tune in to listen to Al or Dave, and yeah. I, and I get the game instead. So right. I, I'll throw this. I do like it because I like any sports during the afternoon or the morning. But then so you when know, there's a baseball afternoon game, it's great throwing it on and working and having a sport on in the background. That's the part. Sure. So they they put a game on radio on the TSN 1260. So obviously there's an appetite out there. For the World Hockey Championships. Of course. Well, anytime you're going to have a team with Sidney Crosby and Taylor Hall and yeah. Jordan Everett, all, there's going to be an Smith. appetite. Mike Smith is awesome. Oh, big name. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> what would it take to get Mike Smith out of Arizona? <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Let's okay, go. Uh, very quickly, uh, just to wrap up uh, hockey, uh, the Washington Capitals now up two games to one as they have now. Uh, O.V. Yeah. What a goal. You know what? I can't I can't wait to see Washington Tampa Bay in the East. <laughs> why? Final. Are you serious? I'm being why? I'm dead serious. Why? That's I, I don't know why that's a matchup that just I Stamkos Ovechkin? I cuz it's teams that when's the last time you Washington sure had a run. Yeah. Or, uh, like a deep run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they, one of the greatest, one of the greatest, and I liked, I liked Tampa, I, Montreal, New York again in the yeah. East final. Come yeah. on, it would have been, it would have been nice if we were, if we were watching the Islanders. The only thing I'll say against against the Caps would have been way sweeter if we would have had an Islanders Rangers matchup in the second round. Sure, um, but we don't. But we don't. So I'm going Caps and uh, Caps and uh, yeah, the Bolts. The Bolts uh, Bulls beat the Cavaliers tonight. 99-92. They now lead that series one nothing. Right on. Um, Clippers Rockets set to uh, tip off later on this evening. They're going as already. Well. Yeah, they do, they don't mess around in the NBA. No, 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 no. Sunday no. or Saturday? Oh no, Saturday was Game Seven. You get Sorry, going. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And yesterday you had Golden State. Uh, uh-huh. Golden State won, um, and Washington won as well. The Washington Wizards. Washington could be title town. Right. Hey, we could have a Wizards yeah. Capitals. Oh. A reason to go to DCA. Maybe. Like, go see yeah. Baltimore. Sure. You can go for the election. See what's going this on fall. in Baltimore. Um, all right. Uh, you want to talk about your derby bet, and then we'll get to my you heard about that? Yes. Okay. Quick uh, derby bet. So uh, post time on Saturday was 444. So we get into uh, the betting establishment, and it's uh, 420. So we've got 24 minutes to figure out our bets. And all the hardcore gamblers are in there, and they've got races from Chile and Argentina and Saratoga and blah, 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 all over the place, right? And I asked this guy for his race guide, and, I mean, there's some, you know, hardcore gamblers in there. Yeah, right? yeah, and, yeah. You know, they look ashed and all the rest of it. They've been in there. They look no, no sun, no sun, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. how you determine a hardcore oh, big better. time. If they got ink his on their fingers tone. and they're pale, yeah, they're hardcore ashen. gamblers. Sullen so, eyes. Yeah. Oh, and they, the stink <laughs> eyes were flying around. 
So uh, I asked this guy for his race guy, and he was like, you know, kind of one of those. He just, you know, because they look at us like what a bunch of, you know, hacks just coming into place. They're one bad a year on the Kentucky <laughs> Derby, and this guy's going to bug me. So we went in there, and anyway, so uh, figuring out, I actually asked the guy, who are the favorites? <laughs> so we, and then, so uh, uh, one of the camera guys, uh, former sports director at CTV, Dave Mitchell, um, he asked me, who are the favorites? So I go, uh, 8, 10, and 18. And I had placed a bet on American Pharaoh to yes. show, a $10 bet. So that was my backup bet. I didn't know what I was going to do until I went up to the betting table. Get up to the betting table, and then Mitchie, because I went 8, 10, and 18, he goes, I'll take the triacta, right? So that means you pick 8, 10, and 18 to finish, or trifecta or triacta? Triactor. Triactor. Well, the trifecta. or No, 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 not trifecta. The, the triactor is, triactor. Uh, you can have them in any combination. Right. So the trifecta is you have to get them all. Uh, in that order. Yes, yes. So what we want, yeah, that's right. We went with the triactor, so it was a three horses to finish in the top three. Mm-hmm. $6 bet. Mm-hmm. Guess how much I won. $6 bet on that one. 50 bucks. $132. Nice. David Mitchell, uh, $30 bet, mm-hmm. $583. Wow. When we, got, when we went up to the till to get his payout after it was made official, we were like, holy crap. And all those hardcore gamblers, they just were shooting darts, man. And it was, <laughs> it was I had a few guys come over. Yeah, what was his bet? What was his bet? He yeah. goes, yeah, good bet. And they'd walk away. Five... We were there. He was. He was there for. 20, That's a great way to start your he day. Was, he was there for twenty four minutes, and he picked. And then I just basically piggybacked his bet. Yeah. And I got. Uh, I did all right as well. So there you go. All right. Uh, that was Saturday, the day Lucky previous dirty. to the biggest day in sports that I saw none of. Uh, a <laughs> Rod hits six sixty. Uh, his six hundred and sixtieth home run ties him with Willie Mays for right. fourth yeah. on the all time list. And he's playing good this year, eh? Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, no? I, I, he's playing really good. He's this playing year really for, good. I, I think that was his maybe seventh home run of the season, yeah. and he's and they're using. A, he had a pinch hit home run last week. Pinch, well, that was right. the pinch. That was the pinch. This hit. is the pinch yeah. hit. So and it, the Yankees are number one in the division. Wow, they were supposed to suck this year. So he needs to get to. He's not going to get catch Babe Ruth at seven fourteen, right? No, and he's certainly not going to catch Hank Aaron at seven fifty five or Barry Bonds no, no, at seven sixty two. No. So this was the big milestone, and yeah. then the next one will be he'll have fourth all to himself. So uh, okay. huge, huge uh, home run for him, and this is how it sounded: three different versions for you, Cook, of of the call on radio of. Alex Rodriguez, six hundred and sixtieth. This is TV first. Oh, okay. TV Michael first. K Par- with pardon the me. Yes, network. Yes. Yeah. Six hundred and fifty-nine home runs for Alex Rodriguez. One away from Willie Mays to tie him for the all-time list. His first game at Fenway in nineteen months. That one is drilled to left field. Is it high enough? It is gone. See ya. A pinch hit home run for Alex Rodriguez, number six sixty, tying him with Willie Mays. For fourth place on the all-time home run list. Okay. Okay. So that that's a fairly reasonable call, right? Okay. It doesn't you know sound what? too homerish. I was going to say it was Sounds a little bit subdued for the yes. 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 Okay. yes exactly. All right. Here's uh, the radio. Okay. And the three zero swung on, driven to deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Alex Rodriguez pinch hits a home run. His 660th home run to tie Willie Mays for fourth place on the all-time home run list. What an ultra-dramatic moment. An A-bomb <laughs> from A-Rod. And the Yankees take a 3-2 lead. Yeah. Well, if you had scripted it, you couldn't have done it any better. A-Rod against Tazawa, 3 for 14, a homer and 6 strikeouts. Boy, that Joe Girardi is a genius. Oh, my God. She's she's. Remember when Roger Clemens came back to the Yankees way back when? She was, oh my god! Like she was losing it. That's the same woman. She sounds great though the, on the air. The ultimate in the ultimate uh, in uh, what did he, drama? Oh, oh yeah. man, so good. Joe Girardi's a genius. Joe okay, Girardi's so that's a genius. that's a little that's a little bit over the top. Yeah, I'll say. Right. Okay. Sure. So uh, listen. Here's how it sounded. In Spanish Ooh, on radio. In el lanzamiento, Rodríguez una línea por el left field. Esa se va, se va y se fue, se fue, se fue. Échale sazón, esa es un jorrón. Al 
Alex Rodríguez viene del banco, pone los Yankees adelante y empata con el 6 hey Kid Willie Mays. ¡Oh, qué honorazo de Alex Rodríguez! Oh, that's great. Out of all those, the Spanish one is way is by far the best. That's like almost like up there in those World Cup calls, World Cup goal calls. That was fantastic. Why can't we get calls like that in hockey? You can. A CBC Punjabi. Those guys are good. Oh, yeah, great stuff to watch. It's tough to watch. That's fun. Okay. No, that's awesome. Yeah, to watch. They're they're great. They'll be like this. Uh, Rick Nash, and then they go back into it. It's really good because that Calgary Anaheim series is gonna. I gotta watch that in mute. Really? Oh, it's terrible. Who's doing that series again? That's, That's Paul Romanek, yeah, Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson. Oh, yeah. Not Healy. A, not yeah, a, I know. Yeah, I know. We've yeah. we've discussed this yeah. in the past. Yeah. Uh, Bobby uh, Cole. Hey, and Fenway Park. So that he's uh, it was a uh, a Red Sox fan who caught the ball, and he says, "Uh-uh. If he wants to take a picture with it, he could pay me, nice. and I will let him take a picture with Good. the ball. But I'm not giving him the ball." Good. And this guy says he has a he had a premonition. Mike Schuster, a financial advisor from Warwick, Rhode Island, uh-huh. uh, says he knew he was going to catch a Rod's six hundred and sixtieth. Yeah, uh, he just he had a feeling, which is weird because yeah. he's a Red Sox fan. And in fact, he was ten minutes late to the game and was in the bathroom when they announced that a Rod had been called up to be a pinch hitter wow. and quickly. Pinched it off and ran out. So that he could, <laughs> he so pinched that he could it get off for the pinch hit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and there he was, ready to catch that. So, awesome. uh, yeah, nice little side note to that, you know, 660. That, that was great. The only thing I hated, I don't know if you saw this either. Did you see Did you see the home run? And then what uh, yeah, A-Rod yeah, yeah, did yeah. afterwards? Oh, I didn't see the follow Standing on the field at Fenway after the game was over. And oh, I didn't see after the game. When all the cameras were on and he was kind of like, you know, reflecting on his <sighs> career and doing all that. Oh, he's such a cheese ball. Yeah. God. Nobody likes him. Easily hateable. Nobody likes yeah. him. He's that was the great. Floyd Mayweather of baseball. How about this one? Okay. Lindsey Vaughn, Tiger Woods. Splits you front. heard about that? Gone. They broke up. Uh, they announced their breakup on Sunday, citing the hectic lives that keep them apart for long stretches of time. I've used that line. <laughs> Listen, babe, our lives are just so hectic. Uh, we need to go our separate ways. So Lindsay's back on the market. They weren't married. You're always though. at Starbucks. I'm always at Arby's. Yeah. We never see each other. Yeah, our, our it's time private, we go our separate ways. <laughs> the private jets are never never on the tarmac at the same time. Uh, wow. He's Cook. On the other side of the glass is Matthew Owanek, uh, who did a fantastic job. Uh, as always, as and always. Uh, thanks to Mel, Mel Lubavac, uh, and make sure you go check out KOBoxingCanada.com yeah. for more on uh, that fight June 12th. Yep, Mel Lubavac in North America, Mel Lubavac in Europe. There you go. Yeah. CNC Sports Factory. Have a great week, folks.